Morning, everyone. We're here for public forum. Public forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. If you have an issue that you want to speak about that is on the agenda, or if there's something you want to speak about that's not on the agenda, the appropriate time to address that <clears throat> is during public forum. And then after public forum, once we close that, we'll move to where you'll see the commissioners discuss things and possibly some with staff, and we'll take votes and move forward with there. The happenings at Monday's meeting were shocking and glaringly appalling. For the last number of years, I have sent many, many emails individually to you all, asking you things, informing you of things. There are certain of the commissioners up there that have not even given me the consideration of an acknowledgement or a response. That doesn't give the citizens any warm fuzzies that those two options in the absence of being able to speak at agenda items are going to give them any ability to provide inputs uh, as opposed to being here personally. Well, I told you so. <laughs> I told you. Uh, I didn't. I don't, it doesn't, it's not a big I told you so because I think everybody kind of recognized this was likely to happen. But the changes to the rules about public participation in the Santa Rosa County Commission meeting uh, were not taken well. Not a single person got up and said, oh, these ideas are great. We should definitely do this. Mm hmm. Well done. Uh, instead, you had, I didn't count, I'm seven or eight, I think, six, six, seven, eight, something like that. People got up who were. Um, Varying degrees of frustrated to infuriated. And uh, the voice you heard there, Carmen Reynolds, she's one of the key organizers behind Recall Florida. Um, this is the recall of county commissioners idea. Before that, um, you had, uh, you know, Carmen Reynolds is there. And then um, you also had Sherry Chapman, who's like founding member of the Pitchfork Posse, with whom I never agree. I mean, not, 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 never is not, not quite true. Almost never uh, agree. Uh, Jerry Cooey, who is also a Pitchfork Posse member, but also he is running for District 3 in the county commission seat, uh, currently occupied by James Calkins against Rhett Rowell. Uh, both of them are challenging um, the seat for uh, James, and James has not filed for re-election just yet. Um, I, Jerry's a friend, but I rarely agree with him. Okay, I think he's an extremist on some of this stuff. Um, I mean, he's right on a lot of it, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, on the First Amendment stuff, I, I tend to more often agree with him. But um, I, th I thought, you know, this is a parade of people I wouldn't normally disagree, wouldn't normally agree with. And even James Calkins, who was not at the meeting, called it. <laughs> he didn't show up because he didn't want to vote on the domes issue. He didn't want to be on the record as being the only guy to vote against a historic multi-county agreement to fund the construction of a medical examiner's facility. First time it's ever happened in the state of Florida. Uh, so he wasn't there, I would say, in order to avoid voting no on that. But because he wasn't there... He also didn't get to say what I assume would be his position, which is um, let the public speak during the agenda items. Let them speak in the beginning on anything and let them speak on the agenda items as they desire. And I would agree with him, too, if he said that, because I, I, I think Commissioner Parker is wrong. I, I think this idea of shoving all of the public comment into the beginning of the meeting only is a mistake. And I, honestly... Milton is doing something like this, okay? And I think that slice of how they're doing things is a mistake, too. 
And, um, you know, Sam has just got this idea that if you don't do this and you just can't have any limits whatsoever. And I think, no, the people are telling you what they want. What they what they want is the ability to speak in form, which I don't think should be four minutes. That's too long. Two minutes or three minutes or make it based on how many speakers you have with the goal of getting it done in an hour, but not making it a firm goal. And then let people speak during the agenda on things that are of significance to them on the agenda. And you can limit the time there based on the number of speakers to three minutes, two minutes, one minute. If there's a massive number of speakers, that's fine. Because you don't you don't need to have everybody gets three minutes and there's 50 people show up. That's what the Escambia County School Board has done in the past. Well, we've got this rule, three minutes, so here you go. Yeah, I mean, No, just manage the time effectively to be productive. So um, Chris Kerb, who another I don't always uh, agree with, but he literally said yesterday what I told you the day before. I mean, I don't think he said it because I said it. I think it's just kind of this makes sense. Mr. Parker, you are correct. There are multiple ways to engage the county. Um, but this meeting is in the public eye. There's 62 uh, agenda items on your consent agenda. I mean, uh, I think a little more than four minutes might be needed for the public. Exactly. I mean, maybe nobody cares about any of it, but maybe somebody cares about 10 of the things. And you're going to make them confine all their comments to 10, you know, to four minutes at the beginning. And then the problem, as Bill Hayden pointed out. And the way I interpret this thing is over here, I got four minutes of public forum to say what I want to say. But over here in the meeting, there may have two or three agenda items that I want to provide input for, but I have to take these and I have to compress them down into my four minutes over here. And by the time you get to those agenda items over here, maybe an hour later, what I said is forgotten. That's why we want to be able to speak in the regular meeting as well. It's, it's important that we heard, be heard then. That's why you organize the public's comments onto the section of the meeting where the, the subject is actually taking place. That's, that's the point. I mean, I kind of like that in Santa Rosa you can speak on agenda items in the public forum and beginning if you want to. That's prohibited in the Escambia County Commission meetings. You have to wait until the agenda item. I think that's a silly and artificial rule. But generally speaking, you want the subject, uh, you want all the comments on the subject at the time you're going to vote on the subject. I actually, frankly, I, you know, Sherry Chapman made a very interesting point yesterday. She said, we don't know where you guys stand on any of this stuff till after you talk in the meeting. We actually kind of would prefer to know what you think about things before we talk so we know what we're responding to. Maybe we're persuading you to do what you're already going to do. Or maybe you have reasons that we'd like to address, but we don't find out till afterwards what they are and how can we. I mean, she's right. That's how a conversation is supposed to go. So, um, you know, Bill, Bill Hayden, he kind of this is. This metaphor kind of does give you a sense of where people are at on this item. I kind of looked at this as the, the Thanksgiving dinner uh, where you have the children's table over in the corner of the room, which we'll call the public table, <laughs> and we'll let them say cute things for four minutes. But then when that's done, they have to sit down and be quiet, and the big people over here at this table, are not, they have to conduct business, and you're not allowed to speak anymore. It's, that's the image that I'm receiving on this, okay? And I'm probably not the only one. I don't think Sam intended to send that message, but I do think some people have received it that way. And it's hard to argue that that's completely inaccurate. He says, look, there are some people who abuse it. Don't muzzle us all for the stupidity of a few people. And like you know, one of Sam's arguments, uh, Chairman Parker's arguments is, well, you can email or call us. Well, you know, four of the commissioners have jobs. Hard to get a hold of them sometimes, depending on who you are. OK, um, emailing them. Well, we email and you don't give us a response. So how do we know you heard? If we show up at the meeting and talk, we know you heard because I'm looking you in the eye or I'm looking you in the face as you're looking down at some 
piece of paper or your phone, which is also a problem that people complained about. So, um, no, I side with the folks on this one. And every single one of them showed up to complain about this. This is not a good move. Even, you know, Ray Eddington, the, one of the things that had come up in the, in the comments was, you shouldn't make this move without taking a vote by all five commissioners because we want everybody on the record that they support this move. And uh, Ray Eddington even said, yeah, same thing. We, sh- we should wait until, you know, Commissioner Calkins is here. I think I've had so many calls from Monday meeting about this time deal, regulars, and I think we, we should talk about that when all five of us are here. I think that's the right thing to do. Agreed. And I would have favored not implementing the rule until you could make a vote on it. But the last two meetings, both the Monday meeting and the yesterday's meeting, um, and, and Sam has the authority to make the, the changes. Don't get me wrong. Um, the chairman has the authority to make the changes, at least on a temporary basis. But it is better if, when making something that is controversial, that people do not like, um, that you get all the commissioners there and you get them to you know have their comments and then you get them to actually vote on it or not. I, that's It's just better. You know, it's like if you have authority to do something – but you know it's going to be really controversial and people are going to be against you. Um, when it comes from a kind of, um, you know, just the honor, I mean, being the chairman has some power, but it's meant, you know, they're all five equals, right? So somebody's got to figure out how to run the meetings. Well, when you're going to run the meetings in a controversial way, and this is, you know, get a vote. You know, get the support of the board or not. And also... Frankly, again, I don't find myself agreeing with Sherry Chapman all that often, but she made the point. She's like, you know, every time we get a new chairman, it seems like we get new rules and the public, God help them. How do they know what these rules are? The person who shows up to never meetings thinks they're going to come down here and talk and they get here for one thing, one time that aggravates them and they want to talk and they don't know when they're supposed to talk and they don't know, you know, how, what time they're supposed to show up or, you know, is it on the agenda? Is it not on the agenda? Did I miss my opportunity in public? I mean, just... Make a set of rules and then keep them. I, yeah, agreed. That's She's right. It's only the kind of the insiders and the addicts like me uh, who can follow all this stuff in the detail to know exactly what's going on. And even we weren't too sure. I was glad when Carrie Smith asked the question, so what are the rules exactly right now? <laughs> you know, so Now, the good news, okay, and I give credit where credit is due, Sam recognized that this was not something they should vote on yesterday with so much controversy and without James Calkins there, so they pushed it to the January meeting in order to actually vote on it. And... At that time, we'll see if he brings it back in the exact same form or if he's open to suggestions and changes. I hope he will change. I hope he will allow uh, comment during the agenda items, even if it's time limited to a minute or two. That would be better. 521 on News Radio 92.3. And in the process of covering this, let's not overlook the big news yesterday. And this really was big news yesterday. Is there uh, any issues from any fellow commissioners? We've already had a lengthy discussion on Monday uh, from approving the agreement for the medical examiner facility as discussed on Monday. Hearing uh, no issues then, we will move that without objection. And uh, next was the public works and gas tax payment. (laughs) 22 seconds later, by acclamation, not even an official vote, but it was 4-0. James Calkins again did not show up to register his disagreement. Um, Probably had some reason that he gave. Uh, A lot of us believe the reason is because he didn't want to be on record voting against a thing that is a first of its kind in the entire state of Florida, multi-agent, multi-county agreement on funding a district one uh, medical examiner's office. Typically what happens is in places where they build new ones, it's just the big county or the big city just does it, just pays for it because they're the primary consumers. Like if a scam, you just did it. 
that would be the way it typically would go. Um, so this is a big deal. We're finally going to get a new office, finally going to have facilities that are, you know, in the modern era, basically. And uh, that's very, very good for a very important part of our law enforcement features. 522 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. And if you've got an import like a BMW, Porsche, Mercedes, Genesis, Audi, Jaguar, Lexus, nice cars, good cars, really good cars. I mean, that's why you pay extra for them, right? You do not have to pay extra to take them to the dealership for service. The drive, the gas, the time, the extra expense of, you know, the gas, and also the repairs. You don't have to do that. You can take them to Bobby Lycus Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. They work on these cars all the time. No problem. Okay, uh, work on gas uh, engines and diesel engines. You know, not everybody works on the diesel because it's a little bit different, but they do. No problem. They work on those. So anything that you want to bring into them that's running, bring it into them before it's got a big repair. Bring it for the small stuff. You know, the oil change, the um, the tune-up, the regularly scheduled, the 100000 whatever it is. Because when you bring it to them regularly, they can avoid you having to bring it to them for the catastrophe. That's the, that's the expensive, inconvenient stuff. So avert that stuff by doing the regular preventative scheduled maintenance. The website is carclinicservice.com. The name of the shop, Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. At Penair Credit Union, we know that road trips don't start by driving into the sunset. A day at the beach doesn't begin with packing the car. Even car shopping doesn't really start at the dealership. Your new car journey begins with an auto loan pre-approval from Penair Credit Union. Because at Penair, auto financing is easy. And when you get pre-approval before you shop, you'll be ready to hit the road when you find the perfect car. Get started at penair.org slash carloan. Whether it's new, used, or refinanced, vehicle loans from Penair Credit Union fit you perfectly. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Opportunity Lender. News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. I hope you don't mean that. You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. Going down. Owl City and Toby Mac. <laughs> I mean, that's an all right combination. Also, I think I never realized that Catherine O'Hara was uh, Canadian. But you could hear it in the clip. You could hear it just a second. I'm like, oh, she sounds like a Canadian. I didn't know that at all. It's supposed to be the mom of a New York kid. 526 on News Radio. I mean, it could happen, right? 
526 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? The U.S. Senate is delaying its holiday break. They'll be returning to work next week as they continue work on an immigration deal. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the Senate will be back in session Monday. Negotiators uh, will be working through the weekend. Elon Musk is uh, funding a new school in Texas. Bloomberg is reporting that uh, tax documents show that uh, associates of Musk are planning to launch a new primary and secondary school. And eventually they're even going to fund a university in Austin, Texas. I think you just inadvertently stumbled on the name of the school. Associates of Musk. Ah, there we go. Doesn't that, that sound like a super shady, like secret society or something? We are the associates of Musk. All hail the tea. Go on, sir. Uh, the IRS application requesting tax exempt status says the new school will uh, be a STEM school. So there's that. And uh, 12 sailors are safe after a rescue by a Carnival cruise ship and the U.S. Coast Guard. The uh, Carnival Vista found six men. They were in the ocean. This was over near the Dominican Republic on Wednesday. Apparently, their cargo ship had capsized. uh, And so when those six men were found, they told the the crew on the cruise ship that there were six others that were still unaccounted for. The Coast Guard was able to come in, and uh, everybody's been found in a safe. Wow, that's amazing, because you don't typically think of a cruise ship as being like first responder on the scene to rescue you know stranded uh, folks off of a capsized ship but man that's uh wow that's fantastic all right david thanks so much for the update 528 on news radio 923 um we have what i can only describe as the super weirdest atrocious florida story in the last day did you see this two employees of the university of florida two employees of the university of florida are now being charged with child abuse after police say they kept their kids locked in cages at home while they were at work. This is Gainesville police officers responded to a home of 35-year-old man and 31-year-old woman, 7 p.m. Friday in Gainesville after the DCFS or DCF. There's all, I've lived in so many different states where it's a different acronym for this agency everywhere. I apologize. Uh, but where DCF said um, his the, the kid's dad, one of the kids, uh, two kids, uh, built a cage to lock him in while his mom worked. And it's everything you would think. It's just and and then like there was a, a a child that they would keep in an upturned and overturned crib, like on the ground in a, a toddler in a overturned crib to keep him locked in place. A large unsanded wooden enclosure with stainless steel sliding latches and the cage door that uh, upon entering the eldest child's bedroom, according to the arrest affidavit. And uh, they'd put him in there after school until dad gets home overnight when they're sleeping. The kids would have to wear diapers all night, including the six-year-old, because, you know, can't go out in the middle of the night. Um, so that's not acceptable. Here's the thing. Um, both of them biological scientists, apparently. What? Mom, full-time, hired as a university employee in June of 2019. Father, promoted to full-time two years before that in December of 2017. Uh, they've had various roles as temporary workers or grad assistants before being hired full-time. So these are scholars. These are scientists. These are, you know, biologists who presumably have teaching capabilities, I assume, of some kind at the school. And they're putting their kids in a cage overnight and for a couple of hours at a time. Good Lord. Uh, So, happy Friday. David Wayne will have your local news next after Fox.
Fox News. I'm CJ Papa. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan in Tel Aviv meeting earlier today with the Israeli President Isaac Herzog after talking to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as well, urging Israel to lower the intensity of the military campaign against Hamas in Gaza. But is Israel listening? We are about a mile away from the Gaza Strip. We are hearing outgoing artillery hitting Hamas locations over in that location. And that is exactly what National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan has been talking about for two days here in Israel. Fox's Greg Palcott in southern Israel and Sullivan set to meet with the Palestinian president to discuss post-war arrangements for Gaza. Senate leader Chuck Schumer delays the holiday recess for lawmakers in the upper chamber, a last-ditch effort to strike a deal for aid for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 531 at News Radio 923. It's 51 degrees right now. Partly cloudy skies in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. A Pensacola man will be placed in a residential treatment facility rather than jail after pleading no contest, no contest to charges tied to the abuse of his mother. According to the PNJ, Christopher Asmar's charges were dropped from two counts of attempted murder to third-degree felony abusing an elderly or disabled adult and two counts of battery. While he was sentenced to almost a year in prison on each charge, the plea agreement will place Asmar in the Phoenix House in Citra, Florida. The facility specializes in helping those with substance abuse and mental health disorders. And that is News Radio's Joe Ford reporting. Congressman Matt Gates says while the $886 billion NDAA does contain good things, he couldn't vote to support it. This bill is insufficient to deal with the structural challenges that we have at the Department of Defense where they have veered substantially left. There is good in the bill, but it does not deserve an affirmative vote with this just absolutely unnecessary uh, an uncalled for extension of spying authorities that we already know have been abused. Gates says only in Washington could a bill, qu- quote, militarily confront China while at the same time embracing policies that make us more like China. A Foley man was arrested after allegedly crashing his vehicle into several grave sites at Southside Cemetery. Foley police say 57-year-old Jack Rowe crashed his car into grave sites at the cemetery, then left the scene of that crash and reported the vehicle stolen. Police reportedly found the vehicle abandoned and disabled in the graveyard. While officers were investigating the the vehicle, they say a report was filed claiming that the vehicle was stolen. Police say they determined Roe had not only been driving the vehicle when it crashed, he was also the person that reported it stolen. He was booked into the Foley Correctional Center on Thursday. Police say several gravesites were damaged by the vehicle. A plane that took off from Florida crashed in Texas yesterday. According to flight tracking software, the Pilatus PC plane took off from an airport in Jacksonville, then crashed near the San Angelo Regional Airport in Texas yesterday. It's unclear how many people were on board. However, there are reportedly no survivors. The NTSB is investigating that crash. It is 534. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather. 
are going to be seeing a nice and partly cloudy sky day today with temperatures warming up into the mid to upper 60s. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 54 degrees. As you go into Saturday, 70% chance of rain with a high near 61. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 54. Small chance of an afternoon shower on Sunday. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies, high near 62. And Sunday night, temperatures dropping near 46. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV Weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 51 in Pensacola, 53 in Gulf Breeze, and 50 in Milton. Our next news at 6, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Do you want to stay up to date on the latest news, weather, and traffic, but don't have a radio nearby? Then you need to download our new app. With the News Radio Pensacola app, you can get text alerts for breaking news, severe weather, and traffic delays. Plus, customize your alerts so you only get the information you need. It's easy to sign up for text alerts. Just download our app, create an account, and select the alerts you want to receive. You can even change your settings at any time. So, what are you waiting for? Download the News Radio Pensacola app today and start getting text alerts. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though. You don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis & Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts. An affiliated insurance reminder that open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st. This year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan. Get personalized support from an appointed Florida Blue agent. Their agents are trained to help you find a health plan that fits your lifestyle and budget, not theirs. It's about finding the right plan for you and not the pricing. Call 850-477-5840 to schedule an appointment with your Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitations. Health insurance from Blue Cross Blue Shield Florida, Inc., BBA Florida Blue. Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or been suffering from back or neck pain, chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's 537. Yesterday, we had a chance to talk to the public information officer at the Pensacola Police Department, Mike Wood. Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. All right, Mike. You never, ever, ever hear me say this, so I just want to make sure that I do say it the one time. They're going to reduce Uh the speed on Airport Boulevard from 45 to 40 
and I agree. <laughs> it makes sense to me. Um, that's the one I never. I hate speed limits. I hate them being reduced. I was cheering uh, as loud as I could when I one ten was increased. The forty five miles an hour on the three mile bridge is insane. Uh, but there it is. We deal with it. Uh, but this one makes sense to me because of all the curviness of that road and the kids and the traffic and just the all of it. Uh, my question though is: Is Airport a road that? Aside from being at 9th Avenue, and this is between Davis and 9th Avenue, aside from right there at 9th Avenue or at Davis particularly, is speed a problem on that road? Are crashes related to speed a problem on that road? I can't say that all the crashes are related to speed. I can't say that we do have too many crashes on that road. It's get, it's busy. It's getting busier and busier every year, so we do see why they would lower that speed limit uh, a little bit to 40 miles an hour. So, yeah, things, traffic has been an issue on airport for some time. Okay, I was just kind of curious what the PPD perspective on this was. Uh, you know, I understand at the intersections, but that's more for red lights and other things. But, you know, anyway, made sense to me. Um, anything in the news? I haven't seen a lot of things, you know, make big news, but I guess there's a couple of scams going around. Is that right? Yeah, so there's – it's Christmas time. People are ordering a lot of things, and there's there's two of them actually going on. One, uh, you, if you get a message from the United States Postal Service that says a package has arrived at the warehouse and cannot be delivered due to incomplete address information, please confirm your address in the link below within 12 hours. That's exactly what it says. I just read it. I got it myself this morning, and I've had it several times. Um, this is a scam. When you when you click on the link, bad things happen. So, um, you know, if, if a package goes to the warehouse, it, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get it to, to where it needs to go one way or the other without your assistance. So uh, that is a scam. And then the other one has happened yeah, I think, twice. I think that, the, by the uh, way, that, the, that one, Jake is confirming. His parents got that same thing. My parents got that email. They clicked on that link, sir, and within the day, their uh, accounts had been hit and money Ugh. had been taken. Unbelievable. Within the day. Wow. I, would, I mean, because, again, if you thought it all the way through, if they can do a good enough job of finding you that they've got your email from an inadequate address, like the logic of it doesn't add up. But, you know, in the moment, you don't think through these things through all the way. I understand. So, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, everybody's ordering pack or having packages sent, so yeah. they just, they click on it. And, and yeah, bad things happen. So uh, we want to make sure everybody's uh, aware of that one. And then we had two more where the victims arrived at the Pensacola Airport uh, this week, both to get delivered bad news from the officer there that they'd been scammed out of thousands of dollars, one of which uh, told the individual, if you send us $500, we're going to get you a brand-new car, and the brand-new car is going to be delivered to the Pensacola Airport. Uh, the individual got there, time passed uh, when they were supposed to meet, and he was out the, the money. And then a more serious one happened to where this one was uh, out in excess of $15,000. Um, they said, if you'll send us uh, the $15,000, we're going to get you, uh, I believe it was uh, two or $100,000 to be paid at the Pensacola Airport. So, What does um, the airport yeah, have that, to do with any of this? A lot of money. What? We have no idea. No, no idea. So, uh, yeah, this is something, again, if you get – uh, if you get mail, email, like something like this, a message on your phone, a call on your phone for something like this to happen, it seems too good to be true. It is. Well, I, you know, wow. I, it's just, it's hard to fathom, but they wouldn't do it if it didn't work some of the time. It may not work on 99 people, oh. but if it works on one, it's a good day. Yeah, there are just people out there that are just, that just trust everybody, and it's a shame that, uh, that they get picked on like this, and they lose a lot of money, and these people can't afford to lose $100, let alone uh, $15,000. So 
Um, all we can do is keep putting it out there. We hope that these people are listening. And if you have someone, especially the elderly, uh, that, that may fall victim to this, right. please let them know that these things, they're, they're just simply too good to be true, and they are. Wow, good notes. Scary stuff. Uh, you guys also, I guess you had a traffic stop that became something else, as you always say, the traffic stop and the domestic violence or the domestic scenario call to the house. Those are the two most unpredictable things in the cop world, right? Yeah, just a simple traffic stop in the area of Kyle Fox and Cross Street. Um, the driver fled from the officers, and a short time later, the vehicle was crashed out at A and Mallory Street, uh, where the victim of the vehicle struck a tree. This was a pretty serious crash. We got calls on it that morning uh, from other, other members of the media thinking that it may have been a fatality. It was that bad. But uh, the individuals ran from the vehicle, and when officers arrived on the scene, there were uh, people there that were pointing in the direction that they ran. We certainly appreciate when that happens. Uh, a perimeter was set up, and with the uh, help of an Escambia County canine unit, all three individuals were located and arrested. Um, also, narcotics and a firearm was located in the vehicle. So uh, great work by Sergeant Gigliotti's shift on that one. And uh, like I said, the three were arrested and, and put in jail, and they were uh, pretty much uninjured from the very serious crash. Wow, great work. As you say, you know, connected to gun and narcotics, that's, uh, you know, extra good work. And then you said a canine. Um I haven't heard you tell about any stories recently involving the drones. Um, I assume you're still using them, or maybe there haven't been occasions. Well, the drones are on standby right now. We've had some in, some issues with the drones. The drone program is still active, uh, but we've got to keep up with those. The um, you know the newer models, the updated models, and that's what we're trying to get done now. Uh, but the the drone program is not isn't going anywhere. It's something that we want to stick with because it's been very helpful in the past. Okay, I just I, I thought I heard you say two different things. I want to make sure I know which one it was. So currently we're not using the drones because they need some upgrade maintenance of some sort, but we will get that and get them back online. Is Did I hear that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I was okay. trying to say. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I just uh, you you kind of <laughs> yeah. said it's it's in operation, but also and I just didn't know which one of those I was hearing right. So fair enough. Uh, Mike, uh, yeah, Mike, it's, it's not a program. That, it's not a program that's been abandoned. At okay, all. good. I I figured, but like I said, it seemed like that would be a case where maybe the drone would be useful, especially with the cold temperature outside, and that's why I wanted to ask. You guys also had a child uh, endangerment case this week, right? Yeah, that happened early Monday morning, and it involved co-sleeping. And, you know, in the past, we've talked about it a lot about how dangerous co-sleeping is. Jeff Simmons and the Sheriff's Department had a campaign on that as well. Uh, And it happened again. This time we were fortunate that the toddler, uh, when the toddler was found um, having issues breathing and was uh, purple, had blue lips and that sort of thing, the grandmother that was in the bed with the toddler took the toddler outside uh, to go run and find help because the toddler was having issues breathing. So they were outside. It was very cold that night, and they got about a block in 40 minutes trying to find help, and that arrived when a passing car was uh, was approaching them, and uh, the they, they called the police. The individual in the vehicle called the police. We got the toddler to the hospital uh, where there was some, uh, some cold injury to the extremities on that toddler, and ultimately the, the grandmother was arrested for child neglect. Mm. Oh, what a awful case all around, yeah. beginning to end. And, you know, just, just in case there might be somebody listening who doesn't know the term, uh, co-sleeping is sleeping in the same bed with an infant or a toddler, uh, which can be, I mean, it's one of the most dangerous things you can do to endanger their lives. So uh, thank you for the safety note and also what a, you know, strange case. Uh, but the, the child's doing okay now, as far as we know? Yeah, the child's going to 
the child's going to be fine. We just Good. we have problems understanding why the grandmother would take the child outside trying to find help instead of uh, banging on neighbors' doors and, and that sort of thing. We understand that the phone that she had was inoperable. Uh, but it's another reminder, if you do have a cell phone and you don't have, have cell service, that 911 is still going to work. Even on old cell phones, much, much of the time, as long as they are compatible with the network. Yeah, that's a really great safety tip. In fact, they don't they – I remember they used to collect uh, old cell phones to give to domestic violence victims uh, as the emergency phone they can use in need. Is that, that, that still happens, I assume, right? I haven't heard of that going away, no. Yeah, okay. All right, very good. We always like to end with a, a cop myth or a did you know. Do you have one for me this week, Mike? Yeah, it's a myth, and uh, you might uh, let me ask you if a if a police car, a fire truck, and an ambulance and a postal vehicle all arrived at a four way stop at the same time, who has the right of way? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a, I'm picturing. This is a, this I'm picturing. Is a real thing. Okay, say it one more time. I just a police car, yep. an ambulance, a fire truck, and a postal vehicle all come to a four-way stop at the same time. Who has the right-of-way? I mean, I, I want to say nobody has the right-of-way. You just have to figure out because if they're all at the same time, nobody has the right-of-way. You're going to tell me it's like the postal car, the postal truck or something, ambulance. right? That's the, that's the myth, and that is completely untrue. <laughs> now look, in, in full in full disclosure, years and years, and I'm talking about a long time ago, that was true. It was when the postal vehicle may be carrying important dispatches from the, maybe the White House, such as a declaration of war or something like that. But that's gone by the wayside many years ago. Uh, it's a regular vehicle, just like those three emergency vehicles I mentioned are also just regular vehicles. That's right. One of them or all of them is operating in an emergency mode. So um, – yeah, they all have to go by traffic laws. The mail, the mail vehicle does not have priority over over anybody else. It's, it's another vehicle, just as emergency vehicles are when they're not running lights and sirens. Unless, and I don't want to, I want to make sure that we we mention this. Unless the postal vehicle has lights and sirens going, in which case they get priority, right? Well, they're probably going to get stopped. <laughs> they're they're probably not going to make it far from that intersection because the cops going to be like. Well, not now. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we all understand express mail, but that would be taking it a bit too far. <laughs> Mike Wood, he is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Uh, Mike, I'll be out next week, so uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. But Merry Christmas and, of course, Happy New Year coming up. But, uh, sir, I appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, if you're thinking about buying that next uh, vehicle, trying to decide where to go, if you want a good quality, almost new, one, two, three years old, low miles, great condition, used vehicle, Frontier Motors, great place to go. That's where we bought our Honda Odyssey several years ago, and we were looking to replace our Grand Caravan that we'd had for about 15 years since our son was born, and he was 15 at the time, and it was not new when we bought it, but it was getting up there, and it was going to need a new head gasket about six months out, probably, so we were looking to find the car we would want when we needed it, but we weren't ready to buy one just yet. Problem was we couldn't test drive any of these cars. Like, nobody had them because they were, you know, sort of new but not the current year, current model, and not old enough where they were a lot coming back on lots so that we could really go test drive them. Well, we found one at Frontier. We actually called it our unicorn because it was impossible to find. And it was the right color that we wanted with all the trim package we wanted and all that, and so we looked at the car knowing we weren't buying a car. We drove it. We loved it. Okay, good. See you in six months. What, do you want to look at a price? Uh, fine, we're not buying a car. Oh, that's a good price. You come down a little bit? Yeah. Can you give us a day? Yeah. Can you come down a little bit more? Yeah. Can you let us buy it? <laughs> I mean, it was that, like, that's how we bought a car, because it was so easy. It was exactly what we wanted, even though we weren't 
quite ready to buy yet. We knew we wouldn't find a better deal even in six months, so we just got the car then. And we have been thrilled ever since. And they took care of us before, during, after the sale. I mean, just fantastic customer service. So when I talk about Frontier, it's from experience. Like, I can't imagine going anywhere else for the next round or two or three of cars that we have to buy while, the, you know, for the rest of our lives while we're here in Pensacola. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. NAS Wedding Field is a major training facility for our United States military. It produces more than 1,200 pilots a year and is the home to the largest air wing in the U.S. Navy and produces 100% of all Navy, Marine Corps, and Coast Guard helicopter pilots. But NAS Wedding Field has a lot more to offer and makes a huge impact to our local community. Tune in this Monday at 9 to hear what's happening at NAS Whiting Field on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Is your house making you sick? If you have high indoor humidity levels due to excess moisture, it could be. High humidity levels cause mold, mildew, and bacterial growth, among other things, and are very hazardous to your health. If you have condensation on your vents or windows, blistering paint, or cupping hardwood floors, it's time to call Southern Climate Solutions. They'll customize a permanent solution to control your indoor environment, eliminating the hazards of high humidity and excess moisture. Find them online at southernclimatesolutions.com. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in this Monday morning at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks for the Christmas card you sent me, Violet. I didn't send you a Christmas card, Charlie Brown. Don't you know sarcasm when you hear it? The car came down on Christmas Day. Victor Manuel Rocha, a former U.S. ambassador, has been charged with spying for Cuba since 1981. And that's why Cuba is the unstoppable superpower they are today. <laughs> Oh, it is. SNL is fun when they're when uh, we weekend update is usually pretty entertaining. A new poll finds that New York Mayor Eric Adams approval rating is just 28 percent. Now, that sounds low. Independent presidential candidate <laughs> Robert F. Kennedy admitted in a new interview that he flew two times on Jeffrey Epstein's private jet, but only to make sure none of those girls were vaccinated. <laughs> Man. 
Michael J. always has the uh, the most severe ones. Uh, <laughs> this was a little bit later. It was reported the inmate who attacked Derek Chauvin, the police officer who killed George Floyd, stabbed Chauvin 22 times, but Chauvin still wouldn't stop choking him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man! And then uh, this is this is. I thought this was actually my favorite one of the day. A woman in Ohio. <laughs> Convicted of throwing a burrito bowl at a Chipotle worker has been sentenced to spend two months working in fast food restaurants. Fast food, where your job is other people's jail. It's just wow. Uh, <laughs> David Wayne is in the. Oh, I hadn't meant it that way. Hmm. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines, David. I'm not sure how to follow that one. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you here. Oh, okay. I, I, I give you one more. I'll let you recover a little bit. This is Colin Joe's. Alaska Airlines has announced plans to buy Hawaiian Airlines for nearly two billion dollars. Alaska and Hawaiian combined will be called Technically American Airlines. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's good. Go on. All right. The Senate's approving back pay for senior military officers that had their promotions held up by uh, Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville. The bill passed unanimously yesterday. That'll require uh, House approval when lawmakers uh, get back from the holiday. Although, actually, I believe they're not going on the holiday break now. Oh. Weren't they? I don't. I I, I try to follow Congress as distantly as I can, so I don't know the answer to that question. I think I had something on that here the last... I'm busy uh, watching them fight about public forum in Santa Rosa know. County. Come on now. Uh, court records show the FBI was tipped off by the uh, social media platform Discord. This is the, about the teenager's plans of a mass shooting at a synagogue in Ohio. The FBI says the teen was uh, possibly coordinating with an individual in Washington State. That 13-year-old is scheduled to appear in court next week. You know, on that subject, uh, the Discord, remember how Discord has been the place where people disclose these classified documents? And sometimes, uh, like on the you know, uh, the various military uh, gaming sites, they'll, they'll get into fights with each other about, no, an F-16 really can do that. No, it can't. Yes, it can. Here's the classified document to prove I'm right, bro. I mean, seriously, like that happens. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, that absolutely happens. Well, they uploaded schematics. That's right. Yeah, the people because they get into these these arguments about what these things because the games are so realistic that when they're not right, the aficionados who have actually know are like, "We've got to fix this," and somebody's like, "Oh, that's not it." And anyway, so now the Air Force is reconsidering. It wasn't quite one of those stories, but remember they had this guy who disclosed a bunch of documents to his friends on Discord, and now they're talking about really changing the way they do document classification. So you get classification status, yes, but then you also get need to know. So the individual documents, you basically have to justify that you would get access to them. It's not like your classification ranking would get you across the board access to things. It's the way I understand it. So they're just trying to clamp down on all of these kids on Discord leaking you know, national security documents. My son, my, I'm sorry, this is a little bit long. I apologize. But no, go ahead. My, my son plays these games, so you know, he's really big in it. And he said, you know, Dad, it wouldn't surprise me if China or Russia deliberately, you know, because a lot of these games are, not, are foreign made, right? What if they deliberately made something that had some inaccuracies in it in order to fish out somebody who'd be willing to give them the actual schematics for the stuff? I just, I don't, it's, you know, the kind of counterintelligence stuff that goes on in the world. Sorry, you know, David, I totally Video games you. have come a long way oh since my day, Andrew. Yes. But, you know, I still do remember where the warp zones are in Mario. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know how to get there. I can tell you if you well, want to know. Okay, so uh, 
we just watched the history of video games. There's this, this show called uh, how, Toys from America or something like that. Anyway, do you realize how we got like Donkey Kong? The guy who had the idea for Donkey Kong didn't have the idea for Donkey Kong. He was working with his uncle who had forced all the family members out of the company that he took over. And they built a bunch of like just regular shooter alien space game cons- uh, uh, stand-up con- for the video games. And then nobody wanted them, so they literally had a box with the prop, like certain structure to it, and they built a game around the box that they had, and that was Donkey Kong. Interesting. And we wouldn't and have had Donkey Kong, Mario everything. Brothers, yeah. uh, I mean, Zelda, all of it without like that one thing that kept the company alive. Sorry, go ahead, David. I'm I'm all di- I'm all uh, side notes here today. Uh, well, and then the only other story I had was Curb Your Enthusiasm is ending after 12 seasons. Uh, the streaming service Max announced on Thursday the final episode of the show will uh, will uh, air and or no the show's returning in February with its final ten episodes. Of tw- I think it's the twelfth right. season. I think is that right? Well, right, twelfth season, and then uh, that's going to be it for it. Oh, there you go. Popular it's a, show. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty good announcement. Nobody, nobody. Jake, a smirk. Okay, Jake smirk. All right, fair enough. You you obviously don't watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, is that right, David? I'm just not caffeinated yet. <laughs> You would like it. It's a very entertaining show. It really is. All right, 559 here on News Radio 923. Coming up next hour at 620, we've got the early service for the Transgressors Memorial Service. If you don't know what that is, oh, you have been missing out for years now. Trust me, you want to find out. You're listening to News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze Milton Pensacola. 